welcome to People with Purpose. So many people are looking for meaning, but they don't know where to start. Imagine a world where everyone could just get their purpose out of them and then actually make it happen. I'm David Roberts, and I believe that we all have a purpose, and with focus and a little help, people with purpose make a difference. And this show is where these stories come to life. Hello and welcome to People With Purpose. Today I'm joined by Christina Robinson, who is CEO of Green Umbrella Marketing. Wanders around with a giraffe, can be seen in public with an inflatable giraffe on occasion, Um, but is also an award-winning entrepreneur who um, I've got to know quite well over the last 12 months, 18 months, um, and uh, who's um, a brilliant person who um, I just find has always got new, interesting, insightful questions and observations um, and basically is there for you if you need her. So Christina, welcome to the show. It's great to have you on. Thank you. That was a lovely introduction. Well, as you know, it wasn't prepared. So like, what can I make up about her on the spot? <laughs> none, of, none of it's made up. Well, other than to say that everything in life is made up, depending on how you look at it. This is true. This yeah. is this is true. Just think, like, what what is it you'd love? Make it happen. Exactly. All- exactly. Exactly. So, Christina, welcome. Welcome. It's great to have you on People with Purpose. So, um, so what does purpose mean to you? Ooh. Oh, you're going to go straight in with the tough questions. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, do you know, well, I thought you might ask me this and I was thinking about it and then I got distracted <laughs> because I started thinking, thinking about what purpose meant led me to success. And then what does success mean? Um, but purpose is really, it's doing the thing that makes you feel most alive. That's the, when I think about purpose, it's or being purposeful. It's, it's being intentional and you know, conversations we've had, it's, yeah, for me, it really is. If I'm, if I'm doing something with purpose, it's because it's leading me to that thing that really makes me feel alive. And what is that? Well, it's always in bloody flux, isn't it? (laughs) So, so I, I mean, a lot of what I do in, in, in all areas of my life, really, is about helping other people build them up. And, you know, from a marketing perspective, it is helping them stand out online. It's I'm on this, this mission to build a million, million pound businesses. You know, it's a, um, and you know, what, why is it I do that? Because I know that those people, the impacts that they can have in having that, that business to, you know, the impact on their own families, the, the the ripple effect of that, the you know employment for other people. I mean, if they're if they're good people, and I only work with with nice people, so if they're good, nice people, they're going to look after their people, and it just goes on and on and on and on. Um, however, because of sort of things that have happened in my life over the last six, 12 months, that purpose is kind of evolved a little bit more and that but it always comes down to this need to help people to be more than they think they can be and where do you think that comes from for you that um that desire to to help other people in this way it's a big part of my story big part of my story I grew up thinking that um 
thinking that, you know, less than average was the best I could be, not having the belief that I could be more, do more or have more. Um, Up until only a few few years ago, in fact, there are times now even where that little demon voice pops up in my head again and, you know, that kind of, yeah, that that lack of self-belief. But it is, you know, growing up, I was in... um, a, a diff, had a difficult home life and you know this is what happens when you're a child things are said to you and you take them on board you give them meaning they almost become rules for life until you realize that actually you no know, you know when dad said x to you or when mum said y to you that shouldn't you know that's something that should have been left there in that moment and not carried forwards um but but it is i you know i um that's what happened i left home at 16 ended up working like three jobs at one point and it, you know, washing up here and Tesco, you know, check out on, in Tesco's there and the rest of it. Um, you know, had my first child, moved on to other jobs, did well, sort of got into a, a leadership position. And then this belief that I could, you know, I, I can't do that. I would, things would happen and I'd, I'd come back down again to this sort of base level. You know, I, I own a business now that I, you know, so I, I dropped out of university as a mature student because having a degree, that's something that other people have. I can't, you know, I can't do that. Um, dropped out of there, got this job sitting on the sofa doing a bit of Facebook every day for a marketing agency. And, you know, again, that progressed. I ended up within six months. I'm sec- I'd gone from a freelancer to a part-timer to a full-time second-in-command of the business in a six-month period. And a couple of years later, the, the owner, um, she'd exited a previous business and we were chatting and she was talking about her exit plans for this business. And, you know, Christina, would, would you ever want to buy Green Umbrella? And I said, yes, because that's the polite thing to say. You don't tell people that they've got ugly babies, do you? <laughs> um, so I, I said, yes. And on the inside, I just thought, what is wrong with you? No way. I can't do that. How that, like, what are you thinking? I can't run a business. That's what other people do. Um, and you know, that, that belief again, that, you know, that, that would be above average. That's not for me. That's not something I can be, do or have. And over the next couple of years, I then, that belief started to change or more, but you know, the truth more is that I found myself in a situation that I needed to get out of um, and I needed to elevate myself to to get out of that situation. And part of that strategy became buying the business, stepping into the person that, that you met. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and doing, so, you know, six years into employment, I became the employer. So there's a load of things in there. Um, I guess, I'm really interested in this whole kind of cycle of of belief, disbelief. I imagine it's a cycle that a lot of people go through. And I know that I certainly uh, a, 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 often find myself in a situation where despite the evidence, I still find myself, you know, in self-doubt. We never look at the evidence. Yeah. Never. You know, when you, when you introduce me, um, you know, it, it's kind of when I get introduced on things, introduced on stage, podcasts, 
um, someone's written a bio because I've written something for their website that whatever it is and it's you know Christina and she's and it's I'm reading it and it's like it's all this stuff that someone else has done <laughs> not that I've done and I'm listening to it going oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah you know I, I've um I've I've achieved things that I never thought I would but I think part of the self Part of the self-belief comes when you have the ability to stop and reflect and go, actually, well, yes, I am. I am the multi-award winning. I am the international speaker. I have co-authored a book. I have been published in various PR things. I've, I've um, I have, you know, I've, I've shared a stage with Stephen Bartlett and Marie Forleo and I've, you know, and it's like, I have done these things. And I need to embody that and it needs to be part of me rather than this thing I kind of externalize. Because mm. if, if I can internalize that, it's a, um, that's when we build that self-belief. And I, I don't think any of us do it enough. Yeah. No, you're probably right. And I, I see you in your power and I saw you speaking only last week. and. Uh, the kind of the impact that you have, and the, I suppose your 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 willingness to to talk openly about your experiences and and that kind of thing, becomes part of uh, the, yeah the but becomes part of that impact. I guess it's a very courageous thing to do to kind of uh, to talk in detail about your story and uh, and to uh, I suppose to share the fact that. You know, you're up there on a stage, perhaps, but maybe not quite the finished article. I mean, is that something that you struggle with? I would feel a fraud if I was any other way. So when I first started speaking, I would be up there as this polished version, and I'm I'm done. I'm cooked. I'm like this is this is perfection right here, and I had way more doubts. At that point, like, oh, my God, did I deliver? Is it, you know, was that right? Did it land? Did they listen? The guy at the back was bored. This, you know, it, it, it's a, and all, all that, all, all, all that bullshit, essentially, that, you know, comes on. When I decided to go, do you know what? I'm going to go up there and I'm just going to be me. And if an F word falls out of my mouth, and it will, then that's what happens. If I trip over my words... If I suddenly, it's suddenly in me to share a story or share an experience, I'm going to do it, even if it's off script, because that's who you meet in real life. And the closer I am to who I am, I, was, I listened to someone once and they, 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 it was a human psychology thing. And they kind of said, if you're good with the person that, you know, two o'clock in the morning when you can't sleep and you have to get out of bed for a glass of water. Mm. If you're good with that person, then you're good in life. Yeah. And I kind of feel like if I'm not good with the person I am on stage, then, you know, if people are not meeting the same person that they would bump into into the ki- in the kitchen at 2am in the morning, then I'm not living my purpose. I'm not being, I'm not being the, the real Christina. And that do- it doesn't serve anyone. Mm. Doesn't serve them, doesn't serve me. I do think there's a, I, I do feel sometimes I walk a fine line when it comes to 
vulnerability as a leader. I sort of share, I share more emotionally than I do factually. So I, you know, I shared something from stage last week and, and you were there and um, the, the, the story that I shared was very much about how I, how I felt and what I did to manage those feelings, but there was no detail of what had actually gone on. Mm. And so I think it's also having that ability to be able to, your story is your story. We shouldn't get stuck in it, but we don't need to, we don't need to share everything. So it's knowing, having that sort of promised yourself in terms of what you're prepared to share, what you want to, like, what's the rule? What am I going to keep back? I suppose that's where it becomes a, an act of service again, you know, coming back to helping others. If you, if you, if you're sharing parts of your experience and, and, and how, how it made you feel and, and, you know, and, and how then you responded, if you like, or, or what happened next, then I suppose it's not necessarily the detail of, of, of the situation that's important actually. And, and, there being enough of that to make it relatable and kind of then makes you, makes you relatable um, and give that context. But, but I suppose really it's about sharing things from as an act of service means that you focus on the things that um, yeah, other people can relate to and that can help others to perhaps navigate themselves through, through challenges that, that they're going through. And a lot of those do come down to, emotions and how and how you can how you can manage those emotions in in different circumstances i guess is that fair to say yeah i mean i th i think the most the people that have done the work the most work on themselves that have been through the the courses and the programs and they've been, you know been to the seminars read the books listened to the podcasts and they have their daily practices and their evening practices and they've they've got it all sussed still have those days where they wake up and they just feel a little bit sad, lost, isolated, in need. We're, we're all human. We're all human. There's going to be those days you jump out of bed and life's amazing and you just, you've just got this big smile, you're going to take on the world, there's not enough challenges today, you need more because there's more energy behind you. And those other days you wake up and you're just flat. And, and it's important to understand we can't be 100% every frigging day. And, and again, I, I, I do believe there's, there's a, there, is, there is a belief that people carry that you're, we've got to aim for this kind of this wonderful world where we are, everything is sunshine and rainbows and unicorns 24-7. But that's, that's not the reality. And sometimes it could take something really tiny that just takes us down. Sometimes it's a, sometimes it is a catastrophe. It, it is a crisis that takes us down. But it's the ability to understand that actually I am human. You're human. I have these feelings. You have these feelings. This is what I do when that happens. Maybe you could do something when it happens too. Um, and so, what do you what do you say then to? to people who are who are running businesses that 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 find it hard to lower that veil if you like that defense system 
I mean, what, what do you think it's stopping them from achieving? Oh, there's so many things, so many things. And a lot of it's excuses. So I, I have, like I said, I do a lot of speaking. I have some opening slides that I, I use a lot. Um, there's four slides in particular. Okay. And I, I talk about, you know, I, I might pose the question like, you know, what's holding you back in business? Or, um, you know, what's, what's stopping you use social media for your business? Or, you know, why aren't you using video? Okay. Whatever the question is, the next four slides come up. I haven't got the time. Okay. It's either it's time, it's enthusiasm. They're just not enthusiastic enough. Sometimes they're not enthusiastic enough because the purpose isn't strong enough or they've, they've lost that connection to their purpose. So they, they don't feel that sense of duty. Okay. When you feel that when you, when you're connected and you feel that sense of duty, you, you can't not be enthusiastic about this stuff. So it's time enthusiasm. The next thing is courage. They're just not brave enough. They're just, all those little voices come in. It's the self-doubt. It's the, what if people judge me and, you know, all that belief. I'm, I'm not supposed to be successful. Other people are successful, not me. You know, oh, you know no, no one wants to buy right now. It, it's all these excuses, okay? But it's like we, we're just not taking things by the balls and going for it. And then the fourth slide is a, um, remember Nanny McPhee? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's a, it's a picture of Nanny McPhee and she's got all her warts and her big nose and, you know, the, the ugly Nanny McPhee. Um, and the words on the slide, um, your insecurities are not as important as your message. And it, it really is. I honestly believe that we all, whatever we're doing, whatever our purpose is, we all have a duty. Now, what your duty is. That's you. That's for you to decide. Okay, right now, my duty is to help build and grow a million, million pound businesses because I know that's how I, as an individual, can make an impact on the world. I've got one bit, it's one business I, I worked with um, in 2020. So they literally registered their business in like the, the February of 2020. Obviously, we then go into a global pandemic. So it's two guys as business partners. And they're thinking, oh, crap, like we've literally, we're weeks into business. Now everything's on standstill. Uh, what are we going to do? Like they've now signed up to, you know, contracted with me. And it's like, cool, okay, we can still work this. We're going to build brand. We're going to do this. We're going to do the other. Okay, all good. Next thing, we kind of get to that summer and things start to open up again in terms of employment, that sort of stuff. Um, and then their recruitment agency. So they just start to like, brilliant, we can get some money in now. And their ex-employer serves them with a cease and desist. So now they're flawed again. Oh my God, Christian, what are we going to do? So you can imagine, imagine that just the, the, the mental challenges of this. We've got this business, there's nothing. I'm supposed to be on a call talking to them for an hour on how to get the most out of LinkedIn. And what we're actually talking about is how to maintain their state. How, you know, dealing with the anxiety that they've got, dealing with the panic and the rest of it and talking through whether, you know, are they, do they have the resilience to get through this to stay in business? When things um, got sorted with the ex-employer and we're kind of getting to the end of 2020 now and they can start to go out and have client meetings, start pitching, all, all that kind of stuff. 
we're on a call. And again, you know, we're supposed to be talking about websites or video or something like that. We end up having a conversation because I think it was video that started actually. Um, and they just said to me, we just worried people think we're too gay. And I'm like, well, you, my sense of duty is I'm just going to get rid of that belief right there. Because they, they're going to put people into the best jobs so that they can have the best lives. These are people, they've got amazing souls. They're good, good people, nice, nice people. If I can get rid of that belief, that's me helping them on their journey to be in a seven-figure business, right? And I just said to them, I, I'm not being funny, but do you want to work with people that think you're too gay? They're like, well, no. So it's not, well, I nearly swore then. It's not a problem then. <laughs> All right, so, you know, it's let's pick who we're going to work with. That, you know, they're, they're, those people are on the not list. You know, that business now, they have, um, last time I checked in with them, I think they've got about 15 employees. They've just absolutely smashed it. Absolutely smashed it. They've grown and grown and grown and grown. But it is that we make excuses. Business owners make excuses all day long, especially right now. It's, you know, the, the, the whole media thing, the cost of living crisis, recession, et cetera, et cetera. It's so easy to fall into the trap of people won't buy. Everyone, everyone's holding money at the minute. People don't want to spend money on marketing. So what, why would I be pitching them? People don't go out to events. So let's not put any events on. It's like, it's, it's all... There's always going to be someone out there that will buy. It's your job to find the right person. It's your duty to go and find the right person. It's interesting that you um, use the word duty because that that does put a bit of an edge on it, doesn't it? It means, yeah, yeah. Is that, so is that deliberate? It kind of is. Do you know, there was one day I was doing a live for um, – not not anything to do with marketing or business. It, it was for a group and it was more to do around mindset. And I'd asked to be to do a live this one morning about 15, 20 minutes. Okay, okay, what am I gonna what am I gonna do it on? And just some of the other content, some of the posts in the group over over the, the, the couple of weeks before, I thought, do you know what? It is I'm I'm not the kind of person that jumps up and does a nice flouncy make everyone feel better about the world. I I kind of like to drive something and leave a bit of a statement if I can. And I just thought, you know, everyone's, people don't go the extra mile. They think they do, but they don't, they don't always have the drive. And what gives you the, what gives me the drive? Well, it's this, this sense of I must. Okay. Well, what is that? And it kind of came back to duty. Like, you know, that, that's, that's my language. And I thought, and ever since that, I thought, actually, do you know what? That's the exact word. It's just a word I, when I say it, I really connect with it. Mm. It's a really, it's a really good word. I mean, uh, the, 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 the word that pops up for, for me, for me is, um, is obligation. You know, if you, if you've, if you've got something that, that can, you know, further the progress of humanity, that can, that can help others to, to be successful, uh, you know, yada, yada, that, then, then it's it's, almost, it's like your obligation to to share it, but but duty. I quite like the word duty. Actually, that that kind of I don't know what it, what it brings. Has, it has a a connotation to it yeah. that is a 
and you might want to edit this out. I don't know if it's the best example, but it is kind of a military connotation. Mm. And when you think about people, you know, they're, they're doing their duty, they're serving, you know, it, it's a, it's life or death. It's, yeah. uh, you know, would you, this thing, you, if it was life or death, would you still do it? Yeah. Uh, and, well, and the word that you just said then that resonates with me is is service, because in my in my head and in my heart as a, as a leader, uh, I'm there to serve others, and um, and 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 for, for me that that resonates. And I think you know coming back coming back to that question about leaders of businesses who seem either unable or unwilling to kind of. Um, I suppose let go enough to uh, to recognise that they're also affected by emotions, and they're also um, they have feelings that they they could they could do more if they could control them. It feels a little bit like that kind of viewpoint from the point of view of an act of service helps to sort of turn the tide on that a little bit and make it actually worth bearing a bit of your soul to get an outcome for your team for your customers. For whatever it might be, I, I just yeah. I, I mean, I just feel that you know, as leaders, we we have we have a job to do. Okay, so it, it's a but that's box ticking. Your purpose, your duty, is so much more than a tick in a box. Mm. And it is if we don't connect with that, we're never going to fulfill. We're never we're never going to feel fulfillment from it. When when I tell that story of those two guys, every time I feel this joy, you know. So yes, it's an act of service, but it's quite freaking selfish as well. You know, I've, I've got and some of the businesses I've worked with. There, there's um, there's another guy. Uh, so Nigel, I was thinking, should I use his name or not? I will. I will. So Nigel is a, he's a solopreneur. He's been in business like 20, 25 years. Like his, his content, he really needed to bring video in it because he just comes over so well. He's, he's, again, I only work with nice people, right? So I, was, I don't need to say that anymore. Um, but he's, he's just an absolute darling. And he's become a friend over the years where we've worked together as well. Like, Nigel, you really need to do video. Now, this is prior to lockdown. You know, people still weren't comfortable with being on video with Zoom even. So I'd jump on these mentoring calls with him and his camera wouldn't be on. And then we got to a point where he would have his camera on. And this is where I realized actually, you know, video is going to be the way for him to go. So I have this conversation, right, Nigel, I need you to do video, I need you to do video, I need you to do video. He's still not done the freaking video. And I don't like it when people don't do what I tend to do. <laughs> Shocker. And I'm like, what is the problem? What is going on? Yeah. Turns out Nigel has a stutter. And I'd never noticed it because he manages his stutter. But then when it comes to him recording the video, he's, like I said, the insecurities come out, the nerves come, come out to play. And it was proving to be a challenge. So I coached him through it. And don't ask me what I said, what I did, because I think I was just there and gave some encouragement and we looked at different ways around it. I don't, if I'd known the things then that I know now in terms of, you know, 
the, the 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 tools, the patterns that we can use to manage anxiety and stuff like like if I'd known it then, it would have been like thirty seconds and would have would have been dealt with. I didn't. I could only talk him through it at that point. And I remember this Friday night, probably about nine o'clock, getting a WhatsApp message from Nigel. Go and check my LinkedIn. Went and looked at LinkedIn, and he posted this video. And he were I mean, like now he is. Like he's getting in video interviews and all this sort of stuff. He'll jump on video anytime and speak and be live streamed. He's like totally cool. But I go back to that moment where, you know, him saying, you know, Christine, the, the thing with video is that you're the only person I, I come on video with. I don't do it with anyone else because as soon as I come on video, the stutter comes out. Mm. So it's like to just that for me is such a win. It's, it's another step on that path to fulfilling my duty. Yeah, yeah, and that's what makes me come alive. Well, that's brilliant, and and uh, I mean, when I think about words to describe Christina, um, kind kindness is a word that, that that comes up. And by the way, yes, I am talking about you. Uh, so, uh, so <laughs> the other Christina, not the other Christina, no, um, <clears throat> or not the one that you listen to people talking about, and you think that's not me. This is you. Kindness comes out, and so. The fact that you take those steps to mentor people, not just in, you know, because your company looks after recruiters primarily, doesn't it? And helps them, you know, with their marketing. So you're not just mentoring them to do that. You're mentoring them to to build and grow their business. So there's a sort of a higher purpose there so they can have more of an impact. And then with, with Nigel, um, you've got a situation there where, you know, your presence enables him to be present to produce a video which you wouldn't otherwise be able to to produce and one thing about i suppose feeling anxious or overwhelmed or or or, or any kind of unhelpful if you like maybe that's not the right phrase but unhelpful emotion uh like that is if you can be present and just focused on on, on just one thing then that anxiety can diminish. But if you've got a dependency then on being with somebody else for that to happen, you're not self-sufficient. So how, and you mentioned about patterns and, and whatnot, how, how, how can people go about uh, finding a way to uh, be able to kind of self-manage some of these things and, 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 and do it more on their own? So I think everyone needs to find what works for them. But when you talk to people that have got it more often than not it comes down to just being able to breathe just being able to just to step back settle and breathe I've and I've done it with a lot of clients I've done it with people in my team where they're catastrophizing over something or or something that's got them so overwhelmed Mm -hmm. I'm like okay just do you trust me no one said no yet. Um, and I just asked them to close their eyes, get them to breathe. And, you know, I'm audibly breathing to help them find their breathing pattern. Um, tell them to put their hands on the heart and just keep breathing. And it is like just feeling that life force in your chest. Now, you know what I'm doing in that scenario, but they don't. You know, and, and I think it is that being able to connect in your heart in that way is really, really powerful. And what happens then 
they like a few breaths and it's like they just come back eyes are open themselves and they're like wow and I'm like you can do that whenever you want to Mm. whenever you choose to Mm. you can do it for an hour you can do it for 20 seconds you know sometimes I do it on the M25 when I'm stuck in the third lane or at like five miles an hour you know you, you can do it in the middle of brushing your teeth if you need to but it is for you know that that's me putting my thing on on other people but sometimes if they if they can feel that moment of clarity then they'll go searching for what is it that gives them that moment of clarity mm. that moment of peace that moment of recentering and there's preparing for a um a situation that takes you outside your comfort zone but there's also those scenarios where you know, you're making a transition and we lead busy lives in the modern world and, and we're moving from one thing to another all too quickly. So just taking the, those two moments to breathe, uh, for example, between meetings can be mm. really, really powerful, really so helpful just to kind of, as you say, to recenter and, and, and manage that transition, manage your state moving from one thing to another. But it, it puts you in good energy. Okay. And I, like, please, I am not a woo-woo person. I'm not. You know, it's, um, yeah, I'm definitely not. But if you do things with, if you've got crappy energy, guess what? Crappy stuff happens, <laughs> right? When you're pissed off and like you've had a row and the, feel like the world's against you, every freaking red light in the world finds you when you're driving. It's just, it just happens. Okay. It's like, you know, you know that day when you were driving through the countryside and it was all beautiful and look how wonderfully the sun set? I guarantee you're in a good mood that day. Because mm-hmm. otherwise you wouldn't have noticed it. So, I mean, it is stupid. I, I, I was putting a proposal together yesterday um, and it, it's quite a big proposal. A lot of things to think about, work out tactically, strategically. How do I want, if we win the work, actually, how do I need the, package to look so that we can implement it in the best way so we retain the client you know a lot to consider so really into it really focused I probably got my frowny face on whilst I was working on it when I'd written it all up I just took a breath hit send and blew it a little kiss (laughs) honestly it's like every tender I've ever won I blew it a little kiss and I've won it. If you don't get a kiss, it, I don't seem to win them. So that's important <laughs> if, if I submit a tender, I blow a kiss. But it is just stuff like that. It's, it's amazing The because um, my mindset then was it's a really good proposal. They, it would be ridiculous for them to not accept it. Mm. Whereas if I'd stuck in that, oh, my God, is this going to work? I'd have been sending it thinking, oh, shit, I hope they accept it. What if they don't? Oh, what if they don't like Maybe I should book a call to, you know, and then if they don't like it, I can tweet. No, it's an amazing proposal. They'd be nuts not to take it. That's it. Brilliant. I, I don't think I've ever blown a kiss to a proposal as I've sent it, but maybe I should, uh, maybe I should start doing that if it works. Like I say, different, diff- different things work for different people. Yeah. Different strokes for different folks. I've probably done something similar, but I, I can't. I can't. I can't think of it for now. But you kind of know, don't you? You kind of know um, if you know what what you're producing is is something that is is a value, and it, then it's about having that. Um, 
I suppose humility to know that if you get a bite, great. If the prospect decides to go for a different solution and it's not you, then, you know, that's, that's okay. But, you know, sometimes these products come up and they are so aligned with your purpose as well. So like in, in this one, we need to be a little bit careful about what I say. Um, it's a CIC. So, you know, not for profit. Mm. So from a, from a social um, perspective, I really want to work on it. Um, the people that run it are... They're not com- they're, they're, they're not comfortable with social media. They're, they're not of a demographic that is that they've grown up with social media. So it's it's a bit of a challenge. So I really want to support from that perspective. What their service does is supports um, needs. So essentially, young people that have fallen out of education and are not in employment, um, over fifty fives who are struggling to find employment, ex offenders. Um, refugees, uh, neurodi- the neurodivergent that's struggling to find work. So, I said, if you think about my sense of purpose, my want to have people be better than they find a way to achieve better than they think they can achieve, this is an amazing client to work with. An amazing client to work with, and I'm like, if I can get in on this arm. Actually, I can help them this way and this way and this way and this way as well. So it's one of those things like I, I really want, I really want this work, not from a it's going to make me loads of money way, but I really want the work because I could just I can really see the impact. And I don't need to be front and center. You know, I, I, I don't I don't need to be front and center and it'd be like oh, Christina's done this and Christina's done that. I can hide in the shadows quite happily. And, and this is one of the things where I, I, I feel that I, as an individual, can create a huge amount of impact and no one will ever know. And that's, that's special. And so do you find when you've got opportunities like that, that you're, that you're working on working towards, you, you show up in a different way? I mean, how, how does that feel? How does it feel different? Do I show up in a different way? Um, do you know what? It probably doesn't feel different because I I get so connected to everything I work with. If it if it if it doesn't excite me, there's no point me working on it because I'm not gonna I'm not going to bring everything. And and I have um, one of the things that you should do if, if you're in the mentoring space. You've got to think about how can you maximize your time so you can build your business. So you get to a certain point, you're maybe you're starting off as a coach or as a mentor, or get to 10 clients one-to-one. As soon as you get to 10 clients one-to-one, then you need to move to group coaching so that you can get more people through, get more people through, make more money, make more money. No, I don't want to work that way. No, thank you. Everyone else can do that. I've got enough things going on. I want to work with people one-to-one. Now. I can't focus on 30 businesses. I haven't, even if I wanted to have the headspace, I literally, it's just not possible and serve all 30. 10 is a, is a good number. To have 10 mentoring clients over the course of a month where I'm thinking about their business, them and their businesses one-to-one, 
is kind of the limit. Any more than that, then I start to, I jump on a cord and I'm like, was it you and I that were talking about that? Was that someone else? Uh, that, that service, just remind me, that's, we're selling that to who again? That's not, that, that doesn't serve them. It doesn't serve me. So, I mean, at one point I was, I was coaching mentorship. Um, I think I had about 20, 18, 20, and it was, I would jump into a call and before the call even started, I didn't feel like I was serving them. And I was like, at that point, I was like, no, no more. And I, I cut it down and I said like maximum of 10 at any one time. And I only take the ones that I really feel that, um, where I feel it's life or death. Back to duty. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's one at the moment who I'm not even charging her. We were on a call and um, she's not been well and her business is struggling and it's just her and she just started to break down. And it is a, she just needs someone to, she has the resilience in her, but she's been battered and battered and battered over the last few months. And she just needs someone to hold her hand and stand shoulder to shoulder. And she's, she's doing the work and she's making the decisions. All I'm doing is giving her a place to come back to every couple of weeks to, she's just accountable. When she goes, I don't know what to do next. Okay, what, what do you think you could do next? If you did know, what would you do? If it was the, if it was the old you, what would that person do? If we were a year from now and none of this other stuff was going on, what would you do? And, it, you know, it's a, yeah, I'm supposed to be all cold and commercial and a successful entrepreneur and all, all this stuff, but it's a couple of hours out of my month and I feel good about it. So you've got a way of selecting and by definition, deselecting the things that you're, you're not going to focus your, your time on. Which sounds very healthy. I'm really crap at the last bit. <laughs> okay, here's really the honesty. Crap. Here's the honesty coming out again. I'm like, so I am an entrepreneur in the fact that I have a million freaking ideas and I want to chase all of them. Yeah. So deselecting, no, I'm not good at. But going actually like these, do you know, I used the analogy only yesterday with, um, with a friend. It's like you've got all these marbles and you drop them. And they're all going out in different directions. What I'm really good at is not trying to save all the marbles, just going, okay, these three, we can save these. Let's save these three, get them a nice little box, polish them up, put them in a nice little box, all ordered on the shelf. Okay, those three are sorted. Now let's go and find the next two and we'll deal with those. That's what I'm good at. Deselecting, not so much, but going, okay, this is the stuff we must focus on. Let's get that sorted. That's where I'm good. This is so funny because um, I just I just recorded another uh, an, uh, like an, uh, another episode. And I was thinking about how to how to keep yourself uh, focused on on your on your purpose. And you keep touching on the themes that 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 I spoke about in that in that episode. And um, it was about making sure you got things that things that matter making sure you've got um things that are attainable and not just not not just not fully attainable but just the next step mm. th th things things that create a sense of belonging for you 
uh, so that connection, um, things that you enjoy and that you love. And I talked about, because um, I do a bit of, bit of fell running and uh, we talk about type two fun in the fell running wor- world. It's sort of a sort of f- fun, not, not fun that you have at the time, but you look back on it and think, oh, that was fun, even though actually at the time it was horrendous, you know, <laughs> blowing a hoolie and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then stuff that stuff that you learn. And so those those five things kind of, from, I was trying to, I was trying to, articulate what helps me to understand that that I'm on purpose and that it's serving me. And if those five things are there, then that feels about, that feels about right. Is there anything that you'd add to that list? Hmm. It's a good list. I got distracted when you said about the steps because, you know, taking that step, because if people see me as successful, I don't know what that means, but they see me as successful. And if I think, how have I achieved the things I've achieved? It's been through incremental gain. It's not, it's been, I, I, I know what, I knew what the vision was, but I just constantly went, what's the next, like, what's this next year? Where do I need to be a year from now? Mm-hmm. And then broke that and focused on that. And, and everything from what kind of person do I want to be to be able to be the person that exists in that vision? learn and grow and learn and grow. And so it's, it's all about the incremental gain for me. So when you talked about the step, that's kind of what got me there. But I think it is just having an intention. It's not even a vision, an intention. You know, figuring out what your purpose is, is incredibly difficult because it doesn't have to be this great big grand statement it doesn't have to be all touchy feely emotive it's you know your purpose might just be to live a good life what does a good life look to you you know it's a it is it's it's highly individualized so yeah I think maybe just having an intention yeah, intention is really powerful as well, isn't it? Because intention helps you to, to to navigate, even if you're not quite sure where the destination is. So you know, you know, you're going in the right direction, even if you're not one hundred percent sure exactly where it's going to take you. Yeah, do you know people talk about values? They talk about inner guiding compass and all that kind of stuff. And and I just feel. I mean, my values are really important to me, 100%. Um, and obviously it comes into to the work that I do. When someone said to me, you know, Christine, you need to work out what your, um, your, what your compass is. I think I probably spent about three months trying to figure out what that even meant. <laughs> you know, my left brain kicked in there. I was reading the blogs, like getting dictionary um, definitions. And like, I just, I just couldn't get it. I just couldn't get it. I'm not, I just still wasn't wired that way to understand what was meant by that statement. Um, You know, you you need to use your inner guiding compass to make this decision. I'm like, what now? Um, (laughs) And probably the person that said that to me, I wasn't quite in alignment with anyway at the time. So that probably affected things too. But it is, it's like, what is your intention? 
you know, I, I, I want to do this. I want to work with business. I want to grow businesses, but I want to do it with integrity, with people who have integrity. You know, now don't ask me what integrity means because again, <laughs> I think that means something different for everyone as well. And every time I use the word, I kind of die a little bit because the people that use that word all the time are usually the ones that have zero of it. <laughs> um, yeah, so, it, but, but it is, it, it's that if your intention is to help people, it drives everything else. Everything else is, is on that path. Hmm. It's interesting what you say about integrity because um, I had a bit of a debate with, uh, with, with someone that I've, that I've got, a lot, got a lot of time for and uh, um, admire. And because um, integrity is one of the values of, uh, of, of, of New Heat, the heating business that I, that I run. And um, she said to me, um, integrity shouldn't be a value. Integrity should you should just have integrity, and I was like, well, but th but these values came from the people in the business, you know. It it was it was important. Okay, that that exact word might not have done from everybody, but that sentiment of um of of do 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 the right thing. So here's my question for you. Yeah. How do you evidence integrity? Whether you whether you do the right thing or not. <laughs> So, so yeah, so it's a good good question. So the way so the way that we evidence it is is I suppose with 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 any value, you evidence it by your behaviour, by your consistent consistent behaviour. And so we're not the kind of business, and I'm not the kind of person to just have values and just stick them on the wall. Uh, they know they have to be lived, which means they have to flow through into how you behave. So, so within within the business, we have a um, a mechanism where we give feedback to each other, say thank you, recognise people for the things that they do, and that feedback's aligned to the the, the values. So there are, there are sort of little sentences that describe that. So so what we do is we is we say we want to do the right thing, we put the word integrity against that, and then what we do is we go about the business of embodying that by recognizing when we see that kind of behavior coming from people. So I guess the short answer is, um, well, it's how you, it's how you behave. It's, um, it, it's, it's doing the right thing and calling it in and calling it out. When you see people acting in a way other than a way that embodies integrity, you've got to say something. It's tricky, isn't it? It's so it's so tricky because I feel, you know, we've got, um, you know, our values, trust, loyalty, unity, kindness, growth, success. They're all, they are things that are like the, the team can evidence it. And it's like, I did this today. You know, if someone will tell a story in one of our meetings, oh, you know, I had this conversation with a client. It's like, bang, there, you know, there's the loyalty. There's, there's a conversation that's happened and it's like someone else gets pulled into the conversation because it's a fun conversation and it's going to be nice to include them. Bang, there's the unity. Mm. You know, it, and so it's a, and the team are really good. I'll be honest, you know, we're a small team. So we, we don't have, I do have some frameworks in place to, to measure against the values, but it's, you know, it happens like once, twice a year. 
but constantly in our communications, just in our meetings, the banter that we have, even if it's through teams when everyone's working at home, something will happen and someone calls them out and goes, oh, there's the kindness, there's the love, there's the trust, there's the growth, there's the success. We'll put that under the success list. Mm. And I think this is when it's when those values become part of your everyday language. Um, and like I said, as a business, absolutely. But I think, again, as individuals, those th- that thing that's driving you, that purpose, the, the values that have that have created that, they should be part of your everyday language. And if they're not, then either you need to connect to them more or you need to look closely at actually, are those values really your values? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people will say, oh, you know, I really value family because they feel like they should. Why do you do what you do? Well, I do it for my children because they feel like that's the answer you should give. I don't do it for my kids. They can look after the bloody selves, thanks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, come on now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's a, um, if I can do what I do, if I can fulfill my purpose, the world gets to be a, just that little, that little incremental step better, which makes it incrementally better for my kids, their kids, your kids, the, whoever it is down the street, round the corner, their kids too. Why, why are my kids so important? So much more important than anyone else's. Tell me. I've got no answer for that. <laughs> I know. I, I, know. I just, I feel like sometimes I hear myself and I know I'm ranting again. I'm like, oh, there she goes. There she goes. It's a good point though. I mean, it's, it's got to be authentically you. And, uh, and again, if, if I'm thinking of words to describe Christina, uh, authentic is another one that pops up because, because, because you are, and, um, yeah, it's got, it's got to be authentic to you, which is why I think it's important to spend, not spend, use a bit of time, if you're that way inclined to, to reflect on why it is you do what you do. Because, uh, yeah, rather than trotting out, you know, well, yeah, family or, or whatever it might be, or freedom or whatever it is, um, actually invest a bit of time in, in working that out. Because, again, you know, when, when things are going well, cool, you know, energy flows and, you know, you keep on, you keep on tracking. But when things become more challenging, actually being able to call on that reason why, whatever it is for you, uh, can be really helpful to spur you on, get you out of bed on those days where you're grumpy, you're woken up at two in the morning and you didn't like the look of the person in the mirror. The the thing is, when we're looking at this quite often, I feel that we're we're thinking, why do I do what I do? And you're you're trying to make something up. You're trying to create something. And and that's cool. Like everything's made up anyway, so go for it. Mm -hmm. But quite often it's based on experience. So it's not... Don't look forward as to what well, I'm doing this because of this thing in the future. Actually, look back. Where are all those moments where you just thought, oh, my God, I love my life. Mm. God, I love what I do. Because quite often those moments are your why. When I, I say when I think about Nigel, when I think about the two guys that I told you about, when I think about um, the lady that I'm helping at the minute and the difference and her, her being able to shed those tears and then her whole demeanor change and come back again. That's 
they're the moments I live for. Those are my why, because I know I can make that difference. I know I can make that impact. So it's, it's again, and this is what I say, it's selfish. I want more of that. I want it for me. I want it in the world. I want more of those moments. I want more people in this world having that belief that they can be and do and have. Because I didn't. And some, someone gave that to me. They gave it to me when I wasn't ready to hear it. Luckily, not luckily, because I don't like using that word. Fortunately, a few years later, I found myself in a situation where the, the fear of not doing it was a bigger driver than the fear of doing it. And now it's that at that point, living in that fear was because I, the, the purpose wasn't there for me. Went through the friction, went through the pain. Now I'm here and now that purpose is, is really clear. Amazing. And how do you, how do you, um, how do you look after yourself though now, Christina? Because uh, you cover, you cover a, lot of, a lot of ground. You're, 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 you're busy, which is another word I don't really like very much, uh, but, um, but very, very busy. How, how do you look after yourself now just to keep yourself in good shape? Well, I don't. <laughs> okay. okay, so well, what do I do? What do I do? So are you, like I say, to decompress? Hmm. I'm, I am careful about what I let in. So I, um, I don't watch TV. Like literally, I've, um, yes, for the last... Where are we now? July, nine months. It's been nine months since I've watched any form of TV, Netflix, anything like that. I live in the world of social media, so I'm very careful about what's appearing in my feeds. So there are, you know, whether it's connections on LinkedIn, friends on Facebook, pages that I follow, that kind of thing. It's very, very filtered. So I'm not getting caught up in stuff that's just like, the crap that takes up headspace and puts you in crappy states. I'm following stuff that is more motivational, if you like. Um, I have good people in my inner circle that I lean on. I ask myself the important questions. So, um, you know, did I do enough today? If not, that's okay. Why not? Well, maybe I didn't get enough sleep. Okay. So now I need, I know I need more sleep. Maybe I didn't drink enough water. Yeah, I wasn't focused enough. So here's what we'll do there. Um, so it is, it's more of a, a day-to-day thing. You know, my, um, you know, f- food-wise, I try to, you know, not eat the stuff that makes me feel crap. Although I will tell you, last night I had a load of cheese <laughs> and I feel terrible today. Oh, really? Cheese for about six months. And like this morning, I'm like, oh, God, what have I done to myself? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, but, but it is, it's, it is a, please don't think I'm obsessing over every little thing that goes into my body. Like I love my red wine. I, um, you know, I, I have my vices too, but it, it's a, everything's, everything is good for you as long as you don't abuse any of it. So it's a, um, if I want to have a dessert, I'll have a dessert. If I want to have a glass of wine, I'll have a glass of wine. If I, if I want to sit on the sofa 
for an entire weekend or not get out of bed till lunchtime. That's what I do. But I listen to my body and I'm like, what does my body need? And I, and I am, you're right. I get a lot, I get a lot into a day and I jump from one thing to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing. And it's, it's part of what I'm good at. It's one of my skills, but that doesn't come without its exhaustion. And so it is, how do I take care of myself? I, yeah, I probably just, I listen to my body and I have people around me that I can go, do you know what? This is what I'm feeling. I, you know, I don't want to be on my own right now. So I'll go to a friend's. I, I just need an hour to chat. So I'll have an hour and chat. I just want to go out and walk. So I'll go out and walk. It's a, and like I say, fortunately, I live a life where I have that flexibility. I, I can kind of pretty much do what I want when I want. But it is, I, I'm driven. Yeah, I, I, I allow, from a self-care perspective, I allow that to be my drivers rather than I must do this and I must do that and I must do that because that's what society says. Don't know if I don't feel like I've given you a good enough answer. Well, I think what um, <clears throat> it was a good answer because it, again it was very honest. Uh, but I think what I take what I take from it is um, actually it really it, it links in with 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 what, what we said before, really, which is whatever you do has got to be right for you, and um, you know different people have got different priorities. And so by looking after yourself, I guess I was kind of conscious that you can't pour from an empty cup right so you want to help people and uh it, it, so therefore you, you there needs to be a degree of self-care to enable you to to make to maintain that and um some people have highly organized ritualistic days where they do x y and z and it's all written down you know from you know 5 30 a.m onwards or whatever other others don't and and Basically, the, the message is that 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 what 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 works for you, you need to make sure that it works for you. Um, otherwise, uh, it, it's gonna it's gonna be uh, be challenging, or you're gonna run out of puff, I guess. And it is it's fig- it's figuring out what what do you love, what what is it that you love. I love my turmeric shot and my ginger shot in the morning. Okay, it does it taste good? Not really. But this feeling, once it's in my body, it's like a little, like, fuzzy, buzzy, don't know what it is, right? And I'm like, oh, that feels good. That, like, that hit. So I, so that's one of those, you know, we, I, I have this um, um, adaptogenic mushroom drink, okay? So no, it's not. It's not those kinds of mushrooms, <laughs> um, but it, it's, it's a, the idea is that you have it instead of caffeine and it helps with your focus. You don't get the crashes you get with caffeine. And it's kind of a joke. Oh, Christina's been on the mushrooms again, because it does make me hyper-focused. And, but that's why it's a fun thing, but it's, I'm looking after myself because I was drinking maybe 20 cups of coffee a day, like no word of a lie. Wow. And now I... To be honest, I, I kind of, if I do, it's one because most of the time I have this thing instead. So from, you know, from a self-care perspective, that was one of the things. The, um, you know, the water, I've got this really nice glass at home that I really love drinking from. So that's what I use for my water. 
it, it, it's a I'm, I am not re- I've tried to do the ritualistic stuff I have and it just I just fall out the pattern and then I get frustrated because with a lot of the ritualistic stuff I feel like you end up investing to make it happen so then when it doesn't happen I'm like really really frustrated with myself then mm. but yeah it's a I said you know that a bit probably the biggest thing for me is the people I check in with over the course of the week yeah that's where um they're they're people I do business with they are friends they are family they're my people the people when you go hey how are you you go i'm good they go what kind of good because they can hear it in your voice already mm. you know that that's all they need to hear and they know and they they pull it out of you whether you want it or not and they they give you what you need because this is the thing otherwise we we do end up powering on until we run on empty. Mm. Cool. Okay. So our conversation is coming to a conclusion soon. So um, I, do, I guess I've got, I got two, more, two more questions for you, if that's okay. Yeah. The first one is, for people who are going through a, a, a life change, where they're perhaps realising they need to move from one focus to another, one purpose to another, one job to another. But they're not quite sure how to go about doing that. What advice would you give those people? That's a really good question. Really good question. One that I'm kind of figuring out. I mean, are we are we talking from a from a marketing perspective or are we talking from a more personal perspective? I was talking from a kind of a, um, from a from a, a kind of a, a, like a life or, or career or or work focused perspective, but yeah, okay. So I think that we sometimes, if if you have defined your purpose, you feel that this is this thing that it's like we're only ever supposed to have one. It's not supposed to like that. That's your purpose. That doesn't change, right? It's a. It, it should be a constant in your life. Bullshit. Absolute, absolute bullshit. Like, of, of course your purpose is going to change because you're going to evolve. You're going to change. So I do feel that it, it is constantly asking yourself that question, what would I love? And allowing that to help define your purpose and, and move it and change it and go from the, the, the words I use for my purpose to grow a million, million pound businesses when I first coined that, I was very much looking at it from a marketing agency perspective, from a, you know, my impact, my legacy was all wrapped up in my marketing agency. So how many clients have I helped get from A to B? Where's the evidence? That kind of thing. The statement hasn't changed, but my purpose very much has, because it's not just about that marketing machine anymore. It's like there are, there are people I can help on that journey just by supporting them in shifting their mindset. They might have issues at home with their um, relationships, their they might, the children, they might have trauma that they're carrying that is just stopping them, holding them back. Maybe it's allowing them to or creating in them behaviours that they want to get rid of. And if they can get rid of those behaviours, the impact of that then impacts the business. And it, that's almost like a secondary gain. So, like I said, the way I define that purpose has completely changed. So, 
it's just that the, the sentence still works, so I've kept it. So I think it is. Be, be open to the fact that it's evolving. You don't have to get stuck in it. And you can try a few on. You know, this is, this is like my purpose right now is to do this. My purpose right now is to do that. I think that's absolutely, it's absolutely fine. And you just need to embrace it. You just need to embrace it. When I kind of had this transition from, and I would call it transition from being a biz, seeing myself as a business owner to seeing myself as an entrepreneur, I had one business and that was my sole focus. And I was defined by the business. Christina wasn't a separate entity. Christina was Green Umbrella Marketing. So everything was wrapped up in that. When I realized, actually, no, I need to be my own person too, that shifted my purpose a little bit then because I kind of, well, this is what I should be doing and achieving, but I've got to deal with my selfishness as well because I want this for myself. The real turning point was that feeling of entrepreneur. And that's when I got involved in um, success psychology which is a sort of personal development business all around mindset, that kind of thing. And all of a sudden I'm living in different camps. These worlds. So I'm like, how do I make these worlds work together? Who says I have to, why can't they just exist as separate entities? And it's Christina sat there in the middle. And actually now the focus is on me and I can come on to stuff like this and I can talk about marketing when the marketing question, you know, when the marketing questions come or, or it's a, the answer is relevant to that. I can talk about things from a mindset perspective because I am the person. It's the person with the purpose. So I think it is having, you know, enjoy the flexibility because that's where you find, it's in those, in those moments for me is where I've really found my true purpose. And it is when, you know, when the questions come up, it's, because I've, I've, maybe I've worn that jacket too long now and it, it needs to, I was going to say evolve, but actually I think that elevate is a better word. I think sometimes your, your purpose just elevates and that's when we find ourselves in this place where actually things are shifting. And so embrace it and know it's a special place to be. Amazing. And in your um, career life, What's the most important lesson that you've learned? Okay. The most important lesson I've learned, but I struggle to implement on a daily basis, is slow down. And it's in everything. Just slow down. It is a, I go a million miles an hour. I am thinking, 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 doing, 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 not enough hours in the day, making it happen anyway. Um, you will always find the time, people. You will always find the time. Trust me, you will always find the time. But there is an art in slow. And I need to practice that more. I need to get comfortable with that. Slow is my uncomfortable place. Slow is not my comfort zone. If things are not happening, if things are not moving, that's where my anxiety kicks in. That's where, that's where I feel uncertainty. It's where I feel friction, where I create friction. However, some of the best things happen when you find yourself in a place of uncertainty. Some of the best things happen because of friction, because of pain. So I need to live in slow. And like I say, it's in, it's in, 
it's in all aspects of my life, whether it is business decisions or um, a session with a PT. It's like, just slow down. Just wait. I can't wait. I've got to keep moving. I've got to keep moving. I've got to keep moving. No, just slow. So, yeah, that's, um, yeah, the, the first thing that jumped into my head was that. And then very quickly, the fact that I'm really crap at it. <laughs> Well, there you go. Most important lesson you're still learning then. There you go. Awesome. Well, we're, we're, we're all work in progress. Christine, it's been so brilliant to talk to you. Um, thank you so much for your candour and for your, um, yeah, just, just willingness to just be completely open and had a lot of fun in the conversation. And uh, I'm sure that everyone listening uh, will really feel like they've got to know you in the last hour or however long it's been. So, um Thank you, thank you, thank you for coming on. How can people find out more about you, follow you, um, get involved in the various things you're doing? Give us some details. Yeah, so Instagram's Christina underscore talks. That's the name of the podcast as well. Um, or you'll, you'll find me on LinkedIn's Christina Robinson. So they're, they're the, you know, if you want to know the marketing business stuff, hit me up on LinkedIn. If you want to know the, um, yeah, the, the variety, Instagram's probably the best place. Fantastic. Christine, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for coming on. No worries. Thank you for having me. I've absolutely loved it. Thanks for listening to People With Purpose. I hope you've enjoyed the show and are enjoying going on this journey. Please remember to like and subscribe and give us a five-star review. Uh, Tell all your friends. And if you're interested in finding out more about any of the things we've covered in this episode of People With Purpose, just get in touch. All the details are in the show notes. Thanks. Bye. Bye.